So we know that John preached a baptism of repentance. So why is Jesus, the sinless God-man himself, going to a baptism of repentance if he didn't sin? Well, like many other things, he does it for our benefit. It reveals that he is the Christ, the anointed one. And he models for us that the only authentic way to approach the Father is through repentance. Jesus, of course, is not a sinner, but since he is perfectly human, he identifies with us human sinners. So he holds us by the hand as we face our sins. So we never have to do it alone. So his example is very important for us because later on he will command baptism for each one of us in his teaching. And Jesus never commands anything that he is not himself willing to do. So, for example, he says, pray without ceasing. So he shows us the excellent example of spending the night in prayer with the Father. He invites us, pick up your cross daily. So what does he do? He picks up his cross and shows us how to carry it. He invites us to lay down our lives. And he shows us the excellent example of laying down his life so that we might have life and have it in abundance. And the beauty of the Lord in this gospel and everywhere else is that he proposes himself. He never imposes himself. May that word propose remind some of us of an engagement. And notice how an engagement is just like that. It's a proposal. Not, it's not imposed. Many times a man will get down on one knee in that posture of service and propose, will you marry me? Imagine if he were to impose an engagement. You will marry me. Hopefully the girl has run for the hills. <laughs> so in baptism, we get an excellent example from the Lord himself. We go from being creatures of God to becoming sons and daughters of God, heirs for the kingdom. We are baptized into his death and resurrection. So now eternal death is no longer my destiny. I now have a destiny of eternal life because of my baptism. And that, that sacrament of baptism begins the life of grace. But what is grace? The life of God, active in my life. In the New Testament, we hear that whole households were baptized. And a whole household would be men, women, children. No one would deny this awesome gift to a beloved family member. In the Acts of the Apostles, St. Peter says, This promise is made to you and to your children. Because baptism into the life of Christ is always the best thing. The Christian faith has always passed on that faith vicariously or by sometimes by proxy. And that's what we do with infant baptism. That's why we have sponsors. That's why we have godparents. They vouch for the faith of the parents. We are welcomed into a community of faith, no matter how young or how old we are. And when we ponder the goodness of baptism, we notice then it doesn't make sense not to be baptized, because nothing better is going to come along as a better alternative. We get to enter into the life of God himself. But of course, some people do withhold baptism from their children. 
They might say things like they want the child to decide. But by withholding baptism and the life of faith, they just have decided that child will not have faith. We know it takes a lifetime of formation to imitate the Lord Jesus. We need all the help we can get. We need that supernatural grace. We need that supernatural strength that comes from the sacrament of baptism. Then we have a whole lifetime of falling into weakness and temptation where we can reject God. And many do. But I'm happy to point out today at this 4.30 Mass, we will anoint the catechumens who seek baptism. After Mass, I'm going to baptize three infants. Then tomorrow, another one at the, after the 11 o'clock Mass. So it's beautiful that we celebrate that sacrament today as we see the Lord's excellent example. I think my favorite part of this gospel today is this contrast we notice between prevent and allow. It says John the Baptist tried to prevent Jesus. How often then do we try to prevent Jesus in our own lives? How often do we block him with sin? And as I said before, the beauty of it is that the Lord doesn't force himself on us. He doesn't impose, but proposes, as we mentioned earlier, a bruised reed he shall not break, a smoldering wick he will not quench. But with some convincing, St. John the Baptist allows him to be baptized. So this difference between prevent and allow reminds me of this video that I saw with this young nun with a beautiful southern accent. At the end of her speech in the video, she points out, God wants to do great things for you. Let him do it. But of course, that's the human problem. We don't trust. We think our way is going to be the better way. I thought of even making that my license plate for a while. Let him. But I wasn't sure if people would know who him was. <laughs> so in baptism, Jesus was anointed. Marked for a mission as the Christ, the anointed one. We follow suit then. We in baptism are marked with a mission. In baptism, we are marked and anointed with that same spirit, becoming the sons and daughters of God, becoming Christians, little Christs, little anointed ones to go on mission in the world. We are the sons of God. We heard about in today's psalm, called to give glory in his, to his name in the temple. By his grace, we can remain faithful to our calling as his children, that our Father might call us his sons and daughters, his beloved, in whom he is well pleased. <laughs>